Fresh Art International presents conversations about creativity in the 21st century. Welcome to Fresh Art International. I'm Kathy Bird. Today we take you to the western edge of South Florida in the United States. The coastal region called the Everglades was once entirely covered in shallow, slow-moving water. The subtropical wilderness of marshes, woodlands, mangroves, and palms is now a national park, a habitat for rare and endangered wildlife, including manatees, the American crocodile, and the Florida panther. Since 2001, this wilderness has been a temporary habitat for culture makers, too. They spend a month here as fellows in the program known as ARI, Artists-in-Residence in Everglades. New York-based photographer Adam Nadell was a recent fellow. In this podcast episode, he introduces his collaboration with Jessica Catalino. She's Associate Professor of Anthropology at the University of California, Los Angeles. Together, they tell a story, the human story, of an iconic ecosystem. I'm here at the Ernest Coe Visitor Center at the Everglades National Park. And you hear wild animal sounds, but they're actually recordings of animals that can be found in the Everglades. I'm sitting next to Adam Nadell. We're here to talk about a special project that Adam's been working on. It's called Getting the Water Right. It's the motto for the survival of the Everglades. And when they say getting the water right, they're referencing the quality of water, the quantity of water, and the timing of the water. And unfortunately, the stakeholders in South Florida can't agree on exactly what that should be. And their agreement is necessary for the continued health of the ecosystem here. We hear a lot these days about the epoch of the human. And I think this project is about the human interaction with the Everglades and what that means and what it could mean. At the core of this project, the ideas of the Anthropocene and the future of biodiversity. So although I'm using southern Florida and the Everglades as a template to discuss how humans and nature interact, both successfully and unsuccessfully, at its core is is sort of the, the more global question of what is our species future if we continue to conduct ourselves in particular manners on the earth. You had a residency here in 2014. It was an amazing opportunity to spend a month here, not only because you got to meet the people who are working to save the environment, but also the people who visit, and then to be able to travel outside of the park itself to visit the, the communities around it who are actually living in the Everglades. They just aren't really aware of it. Just to quote you, the Everglades is dying. The idea of the project itself is that I'm trying to, and with the great support of Jessica Catalino, present a balanced and realistic, non-politicized, hopefully, view of the situation, sort of the facts on the ground. Obviously, I have a particular view of the kind of world I would like to live in, and one of the reasons why I was excited to work on this is it provides a very clear-cut opportunity for people to understand how human interaction and choices about how we live our lives is affecting the world around us, and are we comfortable with letting things continue on the current trajectory 
which is going to lead to a very particular outcome. One example on view is the sod field. That's a gorgeous photo of a green sod field. Beautiful grass, as far as the eye can see. The meaning of that to the wetlands is significant. So essentially, 200 years ago, you had a river of grass. And then because of choices that we make on how we like to live and what kind of environment we want around us, that land was reclaimed. And now instead of having a river of grass, you have grass, sod, you still have water. But the use is radically different. What was once the river grass, which was part of the healthy ecosystem, you now have grass and water, the exact contrary. Because to cultivate the sod, you need phosphate. And you also can't have a free flow of water coming through. It's said that development in Florida has reduced the size of the Everglades by one half. Is that a good estimate? Those are the words that we use in the exhibit, but it's also one important aspect of how I approach this visually and intellectually as consequence. That half of the Everglades, which is now used to grow food and provide jobs or for golf, for entertainment or housing, for me, it's still the watershed. It's still actually part of the Everglades ecosystem. And our ability to successfully separate that aspect of our daily lives, we have nature and then we have human which is a real factor in contributing to the current ecological issues. How will this exhibition be playing out in the Everglades itself? We have a a number of locations. The Co-Visitor Center, which is actually what we hope will be the traveling exhibit for museums and schools. And then Flamingo, a gas station, Royal Palm, and also at Shark Valley, and then a few other sort of smaller locations, walks throughout the park. What will people experience? I've seen here panels with text, and there's some audio components. What's fantastic is the park has Wi-Fi now available uh, at the Co Center, so people can access the website, which has oral supplemental material. In some cases, it's people who are in the photographs talking about subjects that interest them. Well, I was crowned sweetheart in June of last year, and I have had the honor of representation of the beef industry and going around. The sound of sugarcane burning, and one which is sort of a favorite of mine is a meeting involving stakeholders discussing the future of the Everglades. Uh, Flooding is a real big issue, but more important is human life. What is for you the significance, your own takeaway from working on this project? One of the sort of unexpected developments with this, it's sort of embarrassing to say that it took me this long to figure it out, is I never really understood how our perceptions of who we are and how we're aggressively taught the uniqueness of human beings affects our outlook of the world around us to the point that we're actually destroying it. A lot of our Western traditions have really put our heads in a place where we make divisions between nature and us when, in fact, there are none. This is Fresh Art International. I'm Kathy Bird. You've been listening to my conversation with artist Adam Nadell about his multi-year collaboration with anthropologist Jessica Catalino. Getting the Water Right, the title of the research-based exhibition, is the motto and goal of a huge conservation effort aimed at resolving water issues 
in an endangered subtropical wilderness. Getting the water right is one of the unique projects produced through artists and residents in Everglades, also known as ARI. Revealing the cultural value of nature, ARI fellows demonstrate how creative interventions can inform and inspire the revitalization of ecosystems around the world. Learn more on freshartinternational.com. Help us grow by taking a few minutes to rate and review this episode on iTunes. You'll find us anywhere you go for podcasts. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at freshartintl. We'll follow back. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for more contemporary art talk.